0: this evening we thank him for his mercy and his kindness we pray that even as we are about to hear the word of God the Lord himself will give us clarity I want you to pray shortly just ask the Lord to speak to you tonight ask him to give you understanding in the name of Jesus father we bless you Lord we give you glory we give you praise we thank you Lord for the opportunity of giving unto us O oh God to pray and to share in fellowship Father we pray that you speak unto us Lord we pray that you have your own way give us clarity Lord help us show us your kindness oh God in this matter help us Lord speak to us may we not leave the same In the name of Jesus, may we not live the same in the name of Jesus. May we not live the same in the name of Jesus. May we not live the same, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We adore you. We pray, oh God, that you speak to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Alright, so God bless you once again. We thank God for His mercies and His kindness. Uh, we thank the Lord that is giving us an opportunity to even share in fellowship one more time. This is the BBN Bible Class. For those of us that have been around, um, I'm sure that you know what we we are referring to when we talk about the Biryan Bible Class. There's a platform mm-hmm. created by Surgery Clinic International to help us to spend time in the Word of God. And um, see what the Lord will, will, will help us with. Hallelujah! Um, this year we are we we are running with a theme. It's a year of altars and makers, and um, we want to spend some time and look at, you know, what altars really mean, what they represent, and how we can, you know, build altars in our own lives. Hallelujah! Praise God! I think this is the uh, fourth lesson. In this series there's a fourth lesson in this series you know and um, so we have done part one part two and part three we want to encourage you to uh, you know look onto the page and then look at what we have dealt with already because they are actually foundations for us uh, in this discussion if, if you are really going to understand <clears throat> the matter very well you need to start from somewhere amen God bless you all please As you are on the page, as you are listening and following, I also encourage you to please share the link with somebody, invite, (coughs) sorry, (coughs) sorry, (coughs) invite somebody to join us, you know, um, let's see what the Lord will have for us, amen. So we we started a journey, you know, by looking at um, the first time altar was, you know, mentioned in the Bible we looked at um, altars in the life of Noah. We started looking at altars in the life of Abraham. And I think essentially, um, there are a number of things that we have discovered already. We understood what altars really represent in our time. And then we said that the the platform of the altar, in fact, let me see what an altar is first, are saying that it's an elevated platform upon which we offer sacrifices, you know, and offerings unto God. And then, we mentioned that in this dispensation it's not about a physical stone or a physical structure that is made but we are talking about the the altar of the heart of man and upon that that heart the man begins to offer you know sacrifices to God through prayers through worship through praise through you know living a life that is pleasing to God okay in other words our whole life you know as is offered on a sincere heart is actually an altar that we are, you know, uh, raising before the Lord, hallelujah, praise God. So the, the, the individual himself is the altar. We spoke about this when we we're talking about the kinds of altars we have in the Bible. We spoke about the altar that is made of earth and then the altar that is also made of uh, stone, hallelujah. We, we could go back and forth, you know, um, trying to go over all the things that we have mentioned, but when we do that, uh, we are not able to progress very quickly so i'll I'll try and suggest to you or i'll suggest to you to try and you know um, listen to the messages that we have preached already so that you can uh, partake fully hallelujah praise god so we started looking at the life of abraham and we saw the altars that he started you know raising before the lord Uh, the third uh, lesson is very very critical in this discussion, so please listen to it. I keep repeating, please listen to it, please listen to it, please listen to it. It's not everything that you know we can um, repeat. Amen. <clears throat> but we begin today's lesson in um, Genesis chapter number thirteen. So let's our Bibles to uh, Genesis. Fact, let's start from Genesis chapter twelve. You know we are going to read from the verse number please stay with me we are going to read from <clears throat> sorry thank you Jesus okay we are going to read Genesis chapter 12 from verse 10 we are going to read from verse 10 Genesis chapter 12 we are reading from verse number 10 the Bible said that there was a famine in the land so Abram went down to Egypt to stay for a while because the famine was severe um as he approached egypt he said to his wife sarah look i know that you are a beautiful woman when the egyptians see you they will say this is i mean this is this is his wife then they will kill me but will keep you alive so tell them you are my sister so that it may go well for me because of you and my life will be spared on account of you hallelujah verse 14 when Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw the woman as very beautiful. When Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh. So Abram's wife was taken into the house of the Pharaoh. Then he did treat um, Abram well on account of her. Abram received sheep and cattle, male donkeys, male servants, female servants, female donkeys, and camels. Verse seventeen. But the Lord struck Pharaoh. And his household with severe diseases because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Pharaoh summoned Abraham and said, What is this you have done to me? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Verse 19. Why did you say she is my sister? So that I took her to be my wife? Here is your wife. Take her and go. Pharaoh gave his men orders about Abraham, so they expelled him along with his wife and all his possessions. Verse 13. I mean, sorry, chapter 13, verse 1. So Abram went up from Egypt in the, in the, into the Negev. He took his wife and all his possessions with him as well, as Lot, okay, as well as Lot. Now, Abram was very wealthy in livestock, silver and gold. He journeyed from place to place on the Negev as far as Bethel. He returned to the place where he had pitched his tent at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. This was the place where he he had first built the altar and there Abraham worshiped the Lord, hallelujah. God bless you so much. Father, we thank you for your word in Jesus' name, amen. So if you followed the um, third lesson, you realize that we were at the place between Bethel and Ai where Abraham raised an altar for God. And then we established some principles over there, hallelujah. Praise God, we established principles concerning dominion, you know concerning um, possession of the land we said that altars are confrontational; they their territorial we spoke about a number of things we even spoke about um, how these places are able to trigger revival trigger you know commitment to God and all of that but let's focus a bit more on what we are doing today especially because of our time hallelujah praise God now so we realized that Abram was in um, Egypt or Abram went to Egypt because there was farming in the land of Canaan. There was farming in the land of Canaan. Mind you, the Lord had instructed him that is going to give the land of Canaan to him and to his descendants. So Abraham is there now. Any part of the land of Canaan that Abram enters, he raises an altar for the Lord. Any way he enters, he raises an altar for the Lord. I told you he was possessing the land spiritually, or handing the land over to God spiritually, so the Lord possessed the land for him. <clears throat> see for every possession there's a spiritual dimension and then there's a physical dimension i think i established this already so abram is now in canaan and then there's farming in the land abram takes the initiative let us go to egypt because i hear that there's some you know there's something good there abram enters egypt and abram does not raise an altar in egypt please pay attention abram does not uh, raise an altar in egypt why because egypt had not been willed to him by God it didn't belong to him so over here we are emphasizing again the principle of possession if God has given you a place to possess or the place belongs to you if you are going to possess it spiritually I mean if you are going to possess it physically you must possess it spiritually and to possess it spiritually is to raise an altar concerning the place is to be before God concerning a place hallelujah Abraham did not raise any altar in Egypt he walked according to the covenant but he didn't raise any altar in Egypt hallelujah praise God Have that in the back of my so so we find here that that the, 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 the principle of dominion or the technology of uh, possession uh, that altars you know bring or that altars emphasize or that altars produce we find we find it applied by the man of God. Egypt is not for him, no altar. Canaan is for him, altars. So what are we learning? You may receive something by prophecy, or you may receive something by promise. And for you to actualize it or for it to come into manifestation, one of the secret technologies to you know ensuring that the prophetic word that you have re- uh, you have received comes into manifestation is to raise an altar in relation to the prophetic word we we'll see this very we we'll see it again remember that as the Lord has spoken to you if you are going to possess the land or possess whatever it is raise an altar concerning it hallelujah praise God so that's the first lesson that the things that are for us either by promise or by prophecy if we are going to actualize them or ensure that they come into manifestation we need to raise altars hallelujah number two now Abraham is that Abraham enters the land with Sarah, and Abraham remembers, or he, he is aware that Sarah is very beautiful, and he's worried because in those days when this when you you are a stranger in a place, and you have something good and you want to you know take over what you have, they kill you, you know. So uh, Sarah is beautiful. Sarah is good. Um, Abraham was worried that um, as they entered the land, a Pharaoh is going to send people to kill him. Hallelujah. So Abram tells Sarah, "Listen, you're my sister. As you are entering this land, you're my sister. You, 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 you are not my wife. You know, in a way, it's, it's true. When you look at their background, you know, more or less like a half sister. But that's what they were doing back then." He says, "So Abram um, and Sarah agrees on this, and then they enter into Egypt. When they enter, as he predicted, the 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 officials of Pharaoh." Notice Sarah and said that, hey, this lady is beautiful. They go and tell her that we found a beautiful lady, uh, which, you know, we think (laughs) you'll be interested in. Hallelujah. They knew the taste of Pharaoh. Amen. Now, Pharaoh receives um, Sarah. Now, back in those days, when they receive you as a stranger, especially when you're not with them, you actually go through. a a process of purification there's a lot of washing and other things that you go through before you are presented to the king you know you go through a lot of purification a lot of cleansing and all of that you see we can i mean we we if if you remember the the account of esther all the ladies that were recruited were taken through seasons of you know preparation seasons of purification and all of that so we we perceive strongly you know though it's not stated emphatically in the scriptures we perceive that after Pharaoh received you know um, um, Sarah in, in in preparing her to become his wife officially they had to go through a lot of purification. I believe that by that time Pharaoh might you know you know let me say they, they might not have consummated the marriage already or had sexual relationship. We don't know. that's what I perceive myself you know where the Bible is silent we need to agree and let it be silent okay uh-huh. So that's what I I, I think, or I'm, I'm speculating that probably uh, uh, there are no sexual relations by then, you know. So she was going through the purification. Pharaoh had given Abraham a lot of gifts for releasing Sarah and all of that. Now I, I believe that as he was now preparing to, you know, consummate everything, make the marriage official, then the Lord visited the, the house of, you know, Pharaoh with with a plague. You know, when you look at it, some virtues say diseases. So there are a lot of diseases in the in the house. So they go and inquire, and you know, these people. If you remember the pharaohs in in Moses' time, they were consulting. They were magicians. They they were sorcerers. They consulted and realized that the, the the issue is connected to Sarah. You know, the issue is connected to Sarah. So he calls up and said, "Why have you lied to me? What have you given me?" um you know um, your wife to be my wife now this is what i want you to understand i've I've told you the story over and over again because i want to um, establish some principles which i want you to remember please pay attention now we've already spoken about altars and marriage over here we are seeing it appear we are seeing it appearing please is can you hear me is it better now Um, I'm having a feedback that the network is not very good. Please, is it better? Check for me, please. Is it better? Anybody? Hallelujah. Please, is it better? alright thank you very much all right thank you very much um, yeah sorry about that sorry so as I was saying, we've already mentioned altars in relation to marriages but we see it here again now notice that marriage is a covenant between one man and uh, what do you call it a woman okay now the man is already in covenant with the altars in his bloodline we've spoken about this already so there's there's an altar that has a covenant with the bloodline of the man so the altar is in covenant with the man now by the time um, um, Abraham was entering into the covenant with the Lord Sarah was already joined to him in marriage so they were already in covenant so Abraham enters the covenant do you enter the covenant alone as Abraham it captured sarah as well praise god so abraham is in covenant with girl and then sarah is part of this covenant by marriage now they enter into a place now mind you the covenant that they have you know which is also empowered by the altar god has promised to give abraham a seed or a child now they are in egypt um, pharaoh take Sarah. Now what is going to happen is that the covenant that has been established between Abraham and Sarah, I mean with God, uh, Abraham and God with Sarah is going to be broken if this man, you know, has that sexual relation with Sarah. Praise the Lord. Now God who is committed to the covenant that he has with Abraham to give him a seed came through and then intervened. So the the power of the covenant that God had with Abraham came into full force when somebody attempted to break that covenant, to break that marital covenant, to break that covenant between Abraham and God, which Sarah is a part of. Because they were just going to contaminate, you know, the promise of God or what God had determined, or what God has, you know, um plan to do hallelujah Why am i telling you this listen to me when you are getting married to somebody or you are, you are going to have a, a relationship with someone a relationship that is based on covenant it's very very important for you to realize that the covenant you know and the altar that backs the person has an influence over the interaction that you have when Pharaoh was speaking Sarah he didn't know that Sarah was already given to somebody And by that, the the spiritual powers Mm -hmm. that were backing that covenant and that altar will come into full force. Listen very carefully. So what did he produce? He produced sickness and death in the house of Pharaoh. The next time you are going to choose somebody, be mindful. Be mindful. Be mindful in twofold. Number one, what, what altar is backing you? What covenant is backing you? What altar is back What covenant is back here? The second part is that what altar is back in the person? What covenant is back in the person? Sometimes you may not see it from the beginning. Because altars, they they have the way-defined expression. So Pharaoh is in the process, he's excited, he's excited, he's excited. And then they now settle, I mean, they are about settling down. And then the, the power is in full force. The power is in full force. You know, we need to pray as children of God. When it comes to, you know, marriages and, you know, relationships that are based that covenant, I'm telling you something. Sometimes there are forces that are, are are fighting people. There are forces that are not compatible with certain things. And the moment you enter into that agreement, you call them into action. They, they begin to fight for you. Now, it was Abraham's fault. But when, when God came and God backed him, hallelujah. It's interesting, eh? Is Abraham that gave the idea? He didn't consult God and or anything like that. God came and saved him. God saved him because of the covenant that he had with him. You know, because God wanted to do something very, very special. Hallelujah. The power of God, you know, intervened in a situation and delivered Sarah out of the hands of Pharaoh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Imagine, let's turn this the other way around. Let's say two unbelievers want to settle down. You know, but one one of them is connected to a certain altar which is against certain things or against certain groups of people and all of that then they settle down, and then they begin to have issues they don't know but there's a force that has been called into action by virtue of the covenant which is empowered by the altar that's what i'm teaching you so god delivered god delivered uh, what do you call it sarah praise god the next i want you to understand is that um, that interaction also prophetically foreshadowed something. Egypt, mind you, is a symbol of those that are in the world and those that, you know, are not of God. They have their own systems and their own principles, okay? Now, um, um, Abraham is with um, Sarah on one side. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, for Abraham to save himself, he decided to... You know, partner the world. He decided to partner the world, and how did he partner the world? He partnered the world by giving out. You know, Sarah, hallelujah, praise God. He decided to partner by giving out. Uh, what do you call it, Sarah? But God was not in support of that, hallelujah. God was not in support of that. You see, God was not in support of that. God was not pleased with that. God came through and brought deliverance. You see, sometimes. You, you, you may find yourself advancing in life. You may find yourself, you know, making gains in certain territories. Hallelujah. But then the altar that is speaking for you or for, I mean, you're probably against you, is against those movements. There are altars that will not permit people to travel into certain territories. There are altars that will not permit people to enter certain kinds of businesses. In, their, in certain homes, when you enter, they say that we don't do this kind of job we don't do this kind of work this profession is not ours we don't marry people from this place there are certain partnerships and interactions you are not permitted to have why because of the altar that backs you so you need to understand the demands of the altar to avoid certain inter- interactions and thank be to God we are serving a living God and Bible said that friendship with the world is enmity with God. Anyone that wants that wants to build a strong, all-time, genuine, altar for God cannot be friends with the world. Cannot be friends with the world. Bible said that if the love of the world is not is in you, the love of the Father is not in you. When you love anything in this world, if you love the world, He said the love of the Father is not in you. So you can even expose yourself you know in in this discussion by realizing that probably you don't even have an altar you know that stands before God why because you love the world so much you love the world you, you you want you have broken the the demands and expectations of the of the altar the covenant that we have with God by loving the world hallelujah you love the world so much you love the things in the world the bible said that when you do that you are not friends with God there's no altar that you have before the Lord if you are going to build an altar for, for the Lord then most likely you can be friends with with Egypt and that is why because after um, um, Pharaoh went and made an inquiry he realized that they cannot allow Abraham to stay on the land why because his altar is against their altar his altar is against your altar they cannot be friends they cannot they, they cannot share any form of you know uh, partnership or anything like that it's not it's not allowed they are not friends so um, Pharaoh in order to also preserve himself and his people he said that leave my land don't stay here you are carrying something something's backing you which is not compatible with with us please leave don't stay here so they sent him away okay in some other verses they they, they expelled him they sacked him don't be here why there's a force that is backing you there's an altar that is speaking for you that does not you know cannot allow us to stay together hallelujah remember these things praise god now so abram is sacked from egypt and abram decides to go back abram is going back where is he going where is he traveling to Abraham remembered the place of his altar. So Bible said that he went back to the place of the altar. He was sacked from Egypt. They sacked him, but he went back to the place of the altar. Why? The altar saved him. You know, his, his, his devotion to God saved him. It came through for him at a critical point. So what are we finding here? We find that the altar, number one, is like our secret place. The altar is our secret place. When we reach out there, you know, we are faced with challenges in the world, you know, things that we cannot handle things that are beyond us we are overwhelmed we are tired you know you 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 have been sucked from different places what you thought would go well didn't go well you know you you thought you'd be accepted in a place you're not accepted or even sometimes things may be going well but then we need to remember that the place of our altar is our secret place is a place of rest for us hallelujah is a place of rest. It's a place of refreshing for us. It's a place of refreshing. When we go out there and we are faced with certain difficult and challenges, come back you know, to the place of the altar. Come and re-strategize. Come and put yourself together. Come and refresh yourself. Come and have some rest. Come and have some rest. So Abraham came back to the place where he had raised the altar initially, between Bethel and Ai. And Bible said that when he got there, he erected his tent. And when he erected his tent, Bible says that, he offered sacrifices to God hallelujah glory be to Jesus glory be to Jesus hallelujah so Abram stayed where the, the altars he stayed there hallelujah praise God now fast-forward some few you know a little while after he had returned and after he had started worshiping again after he had come to you know refreshing himself you know get in tune with God again yeah, I believe probably he he regretted those actions so you know he went through some you know time of um, let me say interaction with God, saying God I'm sorry and all of that but he he came back he came back to himself. Now we find that they are in a place he together with a lot hallelujah praise God He together with lot Now, they are in a land and then they begin to prosper in the land they, they are expanding becoming very great mind you where they were between Bethel and Ai the altar was there Abram was living there and whilst they were there they were prospering whilst they were there they were prospering this was a land that you know had been hit by very strong farming but whilst they were there they were prospering they were doing very well over there they were expanding becoming greater and greater and this also emphasizes the principle of of possession the technology of possession that altars actually you know supply what are we saying we said that if you are going to possess the land you have to possess it spiritually by erecting an altar you have an altar in the land you are staying there and once you are there you are prospering the altar is ensuring that they, they, they do well in that place the altar is ensuring that they, they prosper in because in exercising dominion it's not only about you know authority but it's about it's also about expansion how to expand and possess every area you know occupy every field that's one of the ways that we exercise dominion people can exercise dominion because they are strong but they can also exercise dominion the, the because they are they are they are many or they are numerous you know they, they, they are filled everywhere hallelujah Praise God, you know, when, when, when we go for election, those who win are the, are the majority, you know, because they are more, you get it. And then sometimes people can, they may not be more, I mean, they may not be uh, more than the others, but then they can exercise certain kind of authority or power, you know, but it's either this way or that way. And by the grace of God, by the altar, they had both. They were strong, they were multiplied, they were increasing. So we find the technology of possession emphasized here as well, hallelujah. Praise God. Stay with me. Now, so Abraham is living by his altar. We are spoken about your life and then the altar. How that um, your ministry in the place of the altar is connected to your life and then your living. So Abraham was worshiping, was praise, and all of that. but let me add this: the word that is translated, if let's let's look at this, let's go to um, Genesis chapter 13. Genesis chapter 13. I'm reading from verse 3. Bible says that, and he journeyed from place to place, from Negev as far as Bethel. He returned to the place where he had pitched his tent. At the beginning, between Bethel and I, this was the place where he had first built the altar. And there, Abraham worshiped the Lord. Hallelujah. Over here, I mean, in our previous lesson, we spoke about the practice of the altar, where it's part of our lives. We go back every now and then. But I want to show you something. We are going to read the same scripture in the Young's literal translation. Young's literal translation. Young's literal translation. Um, Genesis chapter 13 we are reading um verse 4 unto the place of the altar which he made there at the first and there doth abram preach in the name of jehovah why because the word that is translated called upon the name of the lord is the same word to call out to proclaim or to preach so in this le- in this translation we find that abram by virtue of the altar was a, a what we call it a preacher Of God or the preacher of the righteousness of God he was empowered you know by his ministrations to the altar to become a symbol or to become you know um, an ambassador for Jehovah hallelujah uh, to become a preacher for Jehovah we know that Abraham is a prophet You know, we know from the scriptures that God called him a prophet. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Abraham, wherever he went, because of the secrets of the altar, he stood as one that proclaimed the, the name of Jehovah or proclaimed the things concerning God. Hallelujah. If any man is going to work effectively for God, to be an ambassador for God, to be, you know, an effective emissary of God, the man must have the altar. That is where it starts from where the altar is that was where abraham was able to preach in in the name of jehovah where the altar be raised that is where he preached hallelujah that is where he was an advocate for righteousness that was where he was a symbol for 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 you know for the 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 will of of jehovah or for serving god remember in our previous lesson, we spoke about how the Canaanites went into idol worshiping, they were practicing all sort of abomination. But Abraham stood out in this generation. If you are going to stand out for God, to be a preacher, to be an ambassador, to to, to be a son of God a child of God a friend of God whatever thing it is you need to have an altar the people that have raised altars are the people that are effective examples you know effective ambassadors and effective emissaries because wherever you are you are able to show forth the glory of God that's we are the light of the world we are the light of the world we should let our light so forth shine before men that they may see your good works and then they'll be able to give glory to our father who is heaven. Heaven. And I'm telling you that if you are going to do that, you need to position your altar very, very well. You need to arrange the altar. You need to arrange the altar. You need to position yourself to be empowered to be that powerful preacher, that powerful proclaimer, that powerful announcer, that powerful minister and prophet of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I pray that you position the altar to become an effective minister of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Now, so let's move on so we've spoken about how that altar sponsor fruitfulness and by that fruitfulness altar sponsor expansion and now we are spoken about how you know the, the altar empowers us to become effective ministers of God because Abraham was proclaiming the name of the Lord in that city he was proclaiming the name of the Lord in that city hallelujah so the principle is this the minister of God is first a minister to his altar. The minister of God is first a minister to his altar. and we say altar, please don't put wild things in your mind. You're not saying you're going to hide a stone somewhere, you're pouring oil on it. No, you are talking about your your commitment and faithfulness to, you know, um, to God and your devotion to him. We've spoken about this already. Those of us that have listened to the part one, the part two, and even the part three, you should get that one hallelujah praise God so we are not hiding anything anywhere they're just talking about a sincere devotion to God a sincere devotion to God if you cannot have that you cannot be an effective minister of God hallelujah God bless you now let's look at a few more things before we go let's look at a, a few more things before we go hallelujah praise God now the next thing that we find here is that the altar um, creates a the atmosphere of the presence of god for us so all the time we are before god that all the time we are before god that all the time sometimes was that, oh today i don't feel i'm not in the spirit at all i don't feel no when you begin to become consistent with your ministrations to the altar you feel god all the time hallelujah praise god the lord is going to be with you because remember, we said that it's a secret place, is a place where we go and refresh ourselves and all, all of that. The Lord will help you. Amen. Next point The altar sponsors separations. The altar sponsors separations. There are some people that cannot support the agenda of God in your life. There are some people that, you know, when you continue to partner with them, you, you will not be able to effectively discharge what God has promised you, you know. But to be able to enter that realm of separation, you need to stay true and faithful to the altar. So we find that Abraham and Lot were in the same place where the altar was. Abraham had been faithful to the ministrations before the altar for so long. Expansion was taking place. You know, fruitfulness was taking place. They were just expanding the land, expanding the land, expanding the land. And then there was a fight between, between the servants of Lot and the servants of Abraham. Now, Abraham calls um, Lot and tells Lot, that, hey, we shouldn't be fighting. We are brothers, you know, we are relatives. You have been with me all this while. Why don't you look ahead and choose any land that you want? When you choose this side, I'll go the other way. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, that separation, I believe God permitted it. God allowed it. God allowed it. You know, the reason is that after Lot left him, God now appeared and spoke to Abraham again. Remember the instruction that God gave Abraham from the beginning is that leave your father's house, leave your family, leave your, your house, leave everything behind. But he traveled with Lot. He traveled with Lot. So Lot had been with him all this while. It was as if Lot was someone that never goes away, someone that has been attached to him for the rest of his life. But the moment Abram settled down fully in a place where the altar was and kept on advancing, kept on advancing, kept on advancing, Lord had to move away. Sometimes we are not able to make progress in the things of the Spirit because we have not stayed connected or committed to the altar we have not stayed connected or committed to the altar we 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 have not been faithful to the altar we have not been faithfully you know serving god we have not followed faithfully for the Lord to bring in certain expansions and certain levels of fruitfulness and advancement that will provoke separation because the altar is going to separate you from some people there are some people that are incompatible with what god wants to do with you And if you are able to stand true and firm in the place of the altar, those connections are going to break. Hallelujah. There are some relationships that are detrimental to the plan of God for our lives. There are certain people that will not help us. But we don't see them. We don't realize them until we keep on remaining faithful to the altar that is before the Lord. Tonight I pray that the Lord will give you grace. I pray that the Lord will help you. I pray that you understand these things and you draw closer to God and serve Him diligently. So now, whatever the Lord has got prepared for you, you will see it in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let me give you about two or three more points, and then we we are out of here tonight. Praise God. The next thing I want us to remember is that the altar sponsors the prophetic. The altar sponsors the prophetic. Hallelujah. So where Abraham was, after Lot left him, Bible said, the Lord spoke to him. Let's read um, Genesis chapter 13, the verse number 14. Genesis chapter 13, the verse number 14. Hear the word of the Lord. Listen. Um, after Lot Lord had gone, the Lord said to Abraham, look, as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west. I'm giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. After the Lord had gone, it wasn't before, it was after. After the separation, the voice of the Lord came. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some of us, because we have not, you know, stood before our altar to minister, you know, it's as if the voice of the Lord is far away from us, you know, because there are certain partnerships and interactions that, that have become more or less like a hindrance. But as you push and press in, the Lord will provoke and initiate separations. And as the separations go on, you will begin to see and hear the voice of God with clarity, hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord wants to speak to you. We are not separated yet. In this season, may we'll be separated in the name of Jesus Christ. May God show you mercy. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Watch here. And Yahweh said, unto Abraham, after that Lord had separated himself from him he said lift up I pray thee thy eyes look from the place where thou art northward and southward eastward and westward for all the languages is thou I mean which thou art beholding to thee will I give it hallelujah praise God and to thy seed unto times age abiding hallelujah praise the Lord and so the Lord is going to give it to them forever and ever amen so the altar provokes the prophetic. stay before your altar there are things that you want to hear from God I'm telling you, when you stay true to the place of the altar the Lord is going to speak to you the Lord is going to open your eyes you're going to hear the voice of God you're going to receive messages from God in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah praise God now after this after the Lord spoke to Abraham Abraham repeats the process mind you the Lord said that everywhere you see I've given to you he said i now move walk walk I mean walk in the land walk everywhere you want to just begin to move so Abraham begins to move so he was moving along in the land then he gets to Mamre and then over there Abraham raises an altar for the Lord I'm going to end here over there Abraham raised an altar for the Lord so the same thing is is putting the spiritual landmarks there. He's possessing the land is marking out the land so he, he gets to Mamre and raise an altar there. And these are the things I want you to remember concerning Mamre even as we close tonight in the name of Jesus. These are the things I want us to remember concerning memory. watch here. Number one is what we call the priority of altars. Now let's read what happened. Um, thank you, Jesus. Still Genesis chapter number, th- um, 13. Verse 17 and 18. Go, I mean, get up and walk throughout the land, for I will give it to you. Verse 18. So, Abraham moved his tent and went to live by the oaks of Mamre in Hebron, and he built an altar to the Lord there. Hallelujah. So, God said, I get up and walk throughout the land, for I'll give it to you. So, Abraham begins to exercise his faith. God said, He give to you. So he begins to exercise the faith. He started moving. He moved. He moved his tent and went to live by the oaks of Mamre in Hebron, and over there he built an altar. The priority of altars. Now we already know the technology that Abraham is employing over here is a technology of procession possession or dominion. But then, why is it the first thing he lies there? Of course, he wants to possess the place, but it also reveals to us. Is that you know the push of his heart concerning altars? It reveals to us the priority you know he has in his heart concerning altars. Listen to me. Altars, if you are gonna raise an altar that is gonna be effective, you must look at it as first as the first thing in terms of time. In terms of time. It must be the first thing before you. if our Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Abraham understood that that principle. He sought first the way of the altar, the way of his ministrations to God. He built that one first. When he got to memory, he built the altar. When he got there, he built the altar. over there he built, the, he moved his tent. And went to live by the Oaks of Mamre in Hebron and he built an altar to the Lord there that was what he did when he got there he built an altar he built an altar to the Lord now what this also means is that if you want to sum up the main things that Abraham did in Hebron in the, 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 the essential thing, because mind you the Bible is a summarized book so the, the writers are giving us highlights or key points so the key point about how I mean Abraham and um, um, Hebron is that he raised an altar can, can that be said about you that in your walk with God when you got here the most important thing that you did was that you were dedicated to ministrations to God it's a, it's a wild testimony to share it's a wild testimony it's a wild testimony that the main thing that you were concerned about was your ministrations, to the altar. The priority of altars. When do you pray? How often do you pray? Do you value other th- other things more than your ministrations to God? What is in your heart? What are you chasing? Are you chasing the we of the altar? We are chasing something else. These are the things we are talking about. These are the things we are talking about. The priority of all, the author must be first in in terms of time, it must be first in rank, it must be first in sequence. It 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 must be your proton, it must be your proton. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. It must be your proton. Abraham understood this mystery. Praise God. Some us, when we when we when we get a breakthrough, that is when we, when we forget the author Abraham did he had a breakthrough. He he, he moved from. From where he was initially, God had just expanded the whole territory for He said, Move up and I've given the place to move up and up. he enters a new territory and he doesn't forget the altar. Even that becomes his priority in the new territory. Some of us are looking for breakthrough, but the moment the breakthrough comes, that is when we put the altar aside. Praise the Lord. What we are learning is that any level or rank you enter into or you break through into always remember that there's an altar for that new dimension every dimension has an altar every dimension has an altar every breakthrough has an altar don't leave it behind don't leave it behind sometimes the new level demands a, even a deeper level of consecration. The new level demands even a a, a deeper dimension of commitment. To God, sometimes that is how we miss out on the next level because we're trying to use the altar of yesterday to 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 push the the dimensions of today. But the levels have changed, so now we are asking the Lord, God. I mean, I used to do this this way, it was so easy. Now when I do it that way, it doesn't work. The Lord is saying, "Children, they entered the a new season. The, the capacity is different. The capacity is different. Hallelujah! Praise so recently we had the program somewhere, and we we got you know a generator because the lights were out. But the generator that we had, it, 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 the capacity wasn't really strong. The power we having, so we have we're having cuts. There was no progression. We go for more, it small cuts. We go for more, it small cuts. We go for more, it small cuts. It was a signal that we need to change the capacity of the generator that we are using. Your altar is like your generator. That powers your your progression in life. When you enter a new dimension, there must be a change in the capacity of the altar. It's very important. So don't leave it behind. It must become your priority. It must become something that you're passionate about. Tonight, may God grant you grace. May the Lord help you. I pray that these things that we are learning will shape in your life. You begin to see yourself differently and begin to devote yourself more diligently to the things of God. So whatever the Lord has prepared for you in this time, in this season, you experience it in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your torrents, wherever you are. I want to pray with you. Lift up your torrents, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray for your people. Lord, I pray for grace for them. I pray, Lord, that you empower them. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. You strengthen them to begin to build altars that will speak for generations yet unborn. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We are going to deal with the matter concerning Hebron next week. Okay. And then we'll be closing the chapter on Abraham. Okay. We we'll close the chapter on Abraham. Please make a date with us. Don't miss out. The Lord is going to speak to you, and I know that your life will never be the same. God bless you so much. Tomorrow at 5.30 a.m., we are having morning devotion. It's our Faithful Life daily devotion. Please join us. It's on the page, 5.30 to 6. Yeah, the Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you so much. Uh, See you again same time next week. Stay blessed. Shalom. Bye-bye.